2: Today we're going to talk about the Vietnam War and how it's still affecting society to this minute. Welcome to the program. What triggered this is not only the fact that we seem to have learned nothing from our defeat in Vietnam and our defeat in Iraq and our apparent withdrawal coming in Afghanistan and the fact that the war drums are now beating for Syria. It seems that the military-industrial complex or should I say the military-media-industrial complex, which lives on blood and war, is trying to drive us into yet another war. Are you a Vietnam combat veteran listening to The Savage Nation? Where are you politically? Does time heal all wounds? I believe the Vietnam War is affecting our nation to this day. For example, the Vietnam War changed the course of American history in the area of foreign affairs, social history. It even gave us a president in Obama who is politically closer to Ho Chi Minh than he is to the president of South Vietnam. As a social commentator, I, Michael Savage, see the effects of Vietnam everywhere I turn. In the media, where the jerks still pretend they are anti-establishment, while doing the Obama establishment's dirty work and covering it up. In society itself, where rampant drug use now permeates the entire society in foreign policy, in war policy. In every way, I see the Vietnam War affecting this nation to this day. If you care to comment on my comments, I would especially like to hear from Vietnam combat veterans who listen to The Savage Nation, who will call the show and tell us all where they are politically. Some of them may be liberals, for all I know. I have no idea who listens to the show. You may assume you know everything about the show and the listeners, but that would be quite presumptuous of you, wouldn't it? And what triggered this was this story. A Vietnam veteran, presumed dead, was reportedly found in a remote jungle 44 years later, according to a a documentary that I stumbled upon today, a movie documentary, that is. In 1968, U.S. Army Sergeant John Hartley Robertson tumbled into the jungle. His helicopter shot down over Laos in a top-secret mission during the Vietnam War. Now, Spielberg wrote the script... The Green Beret who was shot down would have come home a hero after a daring rescue. But in reality, something else happened. A new film by Emmy-winning documentarian Michael Jorgensen tells the story of this Alabama-born soldier lost at war. It's called Unclaimed. It purports to have found Mr. Robertson in a remote jungle. He was bent with age, the memory of his wife and children's names erased by the trauma of war and the torture that the vermin in Vietnam subjected him to. He no longer speaks English. The documentary follows Vietnam veteran Tom Founcy, who is real, who, while on a humanitarian trip to uh, Southeast Asia in 2008, started hearing tales of an army brother forgotten by his own government and left to start a new life in Vietnam. Now, at first, the filmmaker says he set out to debunk these claims and expose the man as a poser. But the evidence seemed to suggest otherwise. Jorgensen told the Daily Mail in London, the MIA story was pretty unbelievable, pretty grandiose. Tom went to meet him and was very skeptical, grilling this guy up and down, trying to get him to break. Through a translator, the 76-year-old man tells this account, how the the North Vietnamese captured him after his helicopter crash, how they trapped him in a bamboo cage and tortured him for years. I emphasize the word years in case you all think that Asia is a superior part of the world, and the Asian people have a certain superior uh, nature to ours. They tortured him for years in a bamboo cage. Eventually, his captors released him, physically and mentally broken. They say a woman, a local woman, found him lost in the jungle, nursed him back to health, and eventually married him. He, uh, Taking on his wife's late husband's identifying information, this American soldier registered as a French-Vietnamese citizen named Dan Dan Tan Gak. Now, another surprising element of this rediscovery is how the American family reacted, meaning the family he left behind. Instead of submitting to DNA testing, his sister says she's happy to simply assume the man is her brother, Robertson, while the Vietnamese woman, who's possibly his wife inexplicably dropped out of participating in the in the documentary midway. But stories of missing soldiers rarely end with much closure, they write. And here's one that came close enough. While I play the trailer to this new documentary of this Alabama-born soldier lost at war, I'd like you to call on, on a several questions that I raised. One, are you a Vietnam combat veteran? Where are you politically? How do you feel about your country today? Do you believe time heals all wounds? I don't. I personally think the Vietnam War is affecting our nation to this very day. If you care to comment about any of these topics, including how the Vietnam War is affecting America to this day, let's begin with the documentary's trailer right now.
3: The ghost of 1968. The faces of the people I have lost have never left me.
0: SOG was a super-secret organization in South Vietnam. No IDs were carried, no dog tags. We were in Laos illegally. And all SOG operations were under control of CIA, approved by the White House. There's bodies laying all around Yes.
4: For over 40 years, you believed to be dead.
5: Unsettling healing. Nobody seemed to know
0: what happened to them. All of our American POWs are on their way home. Tommy's made two
5: O's. No one left behind, no one left unloved.
3: When I first landed in 1968 in Vietnam, I didn't think I'd ever make it alive. I thought, how can anybody stay uh, one year in this place? And I ended up staying 27 months.
0: They just forgot us like they forgot Johnny. It does seem a little crazy that my dad was in Vietnam and. Survived two years there to go right back.
3: What is one life worth? How much do I sacrifice for the soul of one human being? Someone I don't even know. A wise man once said that time heals all wounds. One thing I know for certain, that man never went to
2: war. Amen. Welcome uh, to the Savage Nation. Vietnam veteran, presumed dead, reportedly found in a remote jungle 44 years later. Shot down Green Beret, helicopter Vietnamese, put him in a cage, torture him for years, break him so he doesn't remember who he is. The sensitive Vietnamese that uh, Jane Fonda loves so much. The sensitive Vietnamese that Oliver Stone uh, can't get enough love for. The sensitive Vietnamese that the vermin in the media to this day still pretend to be uh, the victims of American aggression. Yes, the sensitive Vietnamese tortured him in a bamboo cage for years. Uh, Broken, they threw him into the jungle physically and mentally broken. According to this documentary, he was taken in by a widowed Vietnamese woman who nursed him back to health and eventually married him. And this uh, this documentary apparently tries to prove that this is real. So I ask you again, I ask you again, are you a Vietnam combat veteran? Where are you politically today watching what's going on in this country? I believe the Vietnam War, not not believe, I can with certainty tell you that the Vietnam War changed this country forever. I can tell you whether it's in academia or the media, you've got people who pretending they're still anti-war protesters who are now running every institution of the United States of America. They entered the institutions to change the institutions And boy, have they changed the institutions. Do they realize what they have done? Do they have any idea what's about to befall them? Do they have any idea that Barack Hussein Obama is politically closer to Ho Chi Minh than to George Washington? I'll begin by taking calls from the people we respect the most, who are the American combat veterans. Let's start with Lawrence in Utah. Lawrence, thanks for calling the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please.
6: Dr. Savage, it's an honor. I was a sergeant in the Air Cavalry in Vietnam, infantry light weapons.
2: And And, 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 and where are you you today politically, Lawrence?
6: Uh, I'm extremely conservative. I'm active in local politics. Uh, Somewhat of a libertarian. But uh, very, uh, very unhappy with the administration. To say Lawrence,
2: that. do you do you believe that as I do you see the world as I see it in this sense? Do you believe that Obama is the actual enemy that we were fighting in Vietnam? The policies of Obama seem to be closer to that of Ho Chi Minh than to that of of, uh, of uh, our nation.
6: Absolutely, you know, uh, our academia and and a lot of our politicians are people who came out of the Vietnam War. A lot of these people. They stayed in
3: school forever so that they could avoid service, and they worked their way
2: up through the system, and now they're running the colleges and uh, a lot of our politics. Right, and they think that they're still uh, getting even with society when they're wrecking society. All right, Lawrence, I'm sending you a copy of my thriller A Time for War. Oklahoma, you see we're not getting too many calls from the Upper East Side of New York today. There aren't too many calls coming from Boca Raton. Not too many calls from uh, combat veterans calling from uh, uh, various and sundry liberal quarters of America. No, they're coming from the heartland of America, uh, places that you sneer at, those of you who understand what I'm talking about. Let's go to uh, Oklahoma, KFAQ. Craig, welcome to the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please. Uh,
4: Michael, I'm still pissed off. I remember uh, I came back uh, right, uh, uh, I left the day before the Tet Offensive. And uh, we flew back and uh, unloaded uh, uh, out in California, and uh, me and two other guys, we uh, we kept keeping, we kept count on how many noses we could break from uh, the people that were spitting on us. I've mm-hmm. gotten over that. It, it it that has made me mad all the rest of my life.
2: And then well, I, you, were tre- you were treated like dirt when you risked your life for the country. I understand that that no that's that's a hell that no one can forget but craig politically must may i assume that you're also a conservative or did you become one of the vietnam veterans against the war
4: no i did not i'm a conservative i'm i'm a republican registered republican and uh, uh it's just terrible there's and i'm you know i'm not young anymore i'm i'm 60
2: seven no you're a baby what are you talking about you're not young what are you talking about yeah, you're just a kid yet, Craig. What do you mean you're not? You're not a baby. You're just a kid to me.
4: Every day, I'm uh, I'm a contractor and I'm still uh, out uh, doing my thing. But I, it's only because I like it. I'm not going
2: to. Uh, no, but politically, Craig, you know the world that you see through your eyes is a world that's no longer even respect uh, represented anywhere in this country. How do you see the country as you drive around? And I assume your truck to go to your sites, what do you see in this country? Does it tell you that America has thrived, or is it on its demise? What do you see?
4: Well, Michael, I've had this funny thing that I call, uh, you, I don't know if I can say this or not, but I'll just say it. Uh, I, I believe that we can solve the majority of the problems by enacting an ass tax. And an ass tax is if your ass is wider than your shoulders, then you should pay twice as much tax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I,
2: I tax. <laughs> oh, that's going to get me in a lot of trouble, wait, Craig. So I, you think that everything breaks down to weight. You, you're just pulling my leg. I understand. Well, look, Craig, I, I really want to stay on a political level, although your sense of humor is very dry it's as dry as some of the uh, uh, the uh, the oil wells in Oklahoma are these days. Now, let's look at the what the effects the Vietnam War had on American history, domestic politics, cultural and social history. I believe everything that we are experiencing today, even the low point of that degenerate White House correspondence dinner, which was a low point in American history, by the way, you have no idea historically what that represented to have a president – pretending to be a nightclub comedian in front of a sycophantic press, it is something that I had not seen since I stopped watching documentaries about dictatorships in the 1930s where the audience of so-called press persons laughed at every innuendo of the dictator, be he Mussolini, Stalin, or Hitler. You may not think that is what happened over the weekend, But my friends, I assure you, as a student of history, what you saw happen in Washington over the weekend was a new low in American political media history. I'll be right back. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink. Have you become a victim of the timeshare trap? You think there's no way out? Well, Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has helped over 35,000 families out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares, and they may be able to help you too. Listen, if your timeshare agreement goes on forever, if you were told timeshares are a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, you you need to get the facts about timeshare cancellation. For over 10 years, Wesley Financial Group has been dedicated to helping folks get out of a lifetime of debt by canceling their timeshares. So they created a free timeshare exit information kit that reveals how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. To get your free timeshare exit information kit, simply go to iCancelTimeshare.com. That's iCancelTimeshare.com. I'll say it one more time. I dot com. Thank you very much. I cancel timeshare.com. So, again, if you're a listener to the show tonight and you're listening to my um, ranting, if you want to put it that way, and I don't care what you call it, it doesn't bother me anymore, I'm asking you if you're a Vietnam combat veteran, where are you politically? Because, allegedly, according to the me- media, Why most soldiers came home, drug addicts, they became homeless. Uh, Let's see, they all joined the Vietnam Veterans Against the War. Most of that was a lie, by the way. That was a very tiny minority of soldiers who came back as drug addicts, who came back and wound up in the streets. And a very, very small minority of minority became members of the Vietnam Veterans Against the War. Only one of them that I know of prominently is John Kerry. He is now Secretary of Hate in the United States of America. So when I say to you the Vietnam War is affecting this country to the to this day, you don't even have to doubt me. Just take a look at John Kerry. There he was, a Vietnam veteran against the war, and now he's representing our state foreign policy. So let's go to the callers. I've set the stage. You are now the performers. I took this topic out of thin air. About 15 minutes before the show started, I changed gears because I just couldn't go through with the regular stuff again san francisco sam thanks for being a listener what's on your mind
5: uh well it's called because you said combat vietnam vet and i'm one uh, yes and
2: what, what what are you calling to say
5: i i think i'm, I'm disgusted with what's going on i'm disgusted with with uh with the president it has no moral fiber he uh Benghazi was a was a point that I I just shake my head. I can't understand. how you let guys hang and die. Supposedly a leader of our military. Uh, I, my wife and I was just talking today. We just we just don't understand where things are going. Uh, do you know? Admit, do you
2: know that everybody knows that he let them hang and die, including not only the Marines who were defending the the uh, the ambassador at the the embassy in Benghazi. But he let the Marines die when they were calling in for help. I mean, there's a report out from special forces. They were ready to come in and help. Hillary Clinton said no. Obama said no. The whole chain of command said let him die where they are. Now, what kind of leadership is this? If we lived in a participatory democracy, the government would have fallen over this this Benghazi situation. But because we have a one-party system, this did not happen, Sam. I was Sam, in the, I, uh, before you go Sam, are you are you a democrat or a republican or a conservative or a liberal? What are you today?
5: I I'm a disgusted republican. I uh I'm very conservative, but I don't like the way the Republican party's going.
2: So I like what you said, a disgusted republican. I I, I never heard that. That's a DR. That's a DR on the on the ballot box. I know of a D and an R, I never heard of a DR. Yeah. Uh, that's a good uh, one. My, now let's go across the country. Let's go to New York where apparently there are some Listeners who actually uh, listen to me, who did who did serve in Vietnam, Uh, where is this caller I'm looking for? Everett on line five, you're up on the Savage Nation. Go ahead, please.
3: Yes, sir, Doctor Savage. It's a pleasure to get hold of you. You really hit a nerve with me. Um, I'm a West Point graduate. I was in Vietnam with the Third Brigade, 82nd Airborne in '69. I'm a retired Army Colonel, but today I am extremely conservative and an activist in politics in, the, in the, my hometown area in the state of New Jersey. Um, one of the things I pointed out to your screener, I have advanced prostate cancer. I, along with a number of my West Point classmates, have been stricken with probably Agent Orange results. and it am-
2: Absolutely. Absolutely a fact, by the way. This is right. not a fiction. This is not a fiction, by the way, uh, of... Uh, lawyers just looking to make a buck. There's no question. There's a relationship between the uh, absolutely this, the, the dissemination of Agent Orange and cancer is fairly happening. well established. It's very well established in the literature. But what 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 is what is going to happen as a result? The military won't accept it. The army rejects that notion, don't they?
3: Well, I am getting compensation from VA, but I'll tell you, VA is such a mess. Uh, you know, you were talking about all the things you were hearing today. Well, one of them I heard—they're freezing. The president wants to freeze military pay. He wants to cut benefits uh, and in- uh, for Tricare and increase the cost of Tricare. Yeah, you know, he's—he's definitely—he could care less about the military. He—he well, he hates the military. Remember
2: his background. He's an anti-American, anti-war, anti-police, anti-family, anti-church human being. He comes from that milieu. I spent most of yesterday's show talking about his mentors, including Saul Alinsky. I read from my book, Trickle Down Tyranny. I explained that the facts are there. He boasted about these mentors of his. So why are we shocked by the fact that he hates the military while pretending to be in love with the military? Why are we shocked by this double talker?
3: and why are we shocked that uh, they tell us not to be concerned about the people in in Boston that were injured but rather we don't want you to have any repercussions of you going against any muslims and doing anything against them that's their their false their total focus is on that uh, you know and while Benghazi was going on, he went to bed. You know, come on, give me a break. I, I'm just getting so very, very tired. Well, don't, it.
2: you know, with your condition, don't let it get, you know, emotions have a lot to do with health. I have a, a friend who has a very severe advanced cancer, so you've got to watch your emotions right now. Where is the, ah, Ho Chi Minh. Bruce, you're next up. Go ahead, please.
6: Good evening, Michael. As they taught us to say in the military, rather than, how are you?
2: Okay, sir.
6: Greeting uh... i went through basic training in the summer of nineteen seventy at fort dix here right next to mcguire air force base and I, there was a c-130 that took off about every ten minutes flew over our head they were heading towards vietnam um, i always wanted us to win uh... our drill sergeants many of them had come back from vietnam uh... truthfully i was going through i was in the national guard but i was going through uh, one platoon was National Guard, three platoons were regular army. Um, so, after, so we were always in the calculations that the Russians had to make as to whether they wanted to start World War III or not. But uh, I always wanted us to win. But now that I look back on it, mm-hmm. um, I wonder uh, McNamara and the Johnson administration, they figured they were containing communism.
2: Right, they had the domino theory. Yeah, which wa- which, by the way, was an interesting theory. Uh, but today, Vietnam's economy is more robust than ours. Isn't that quite ironic? Can I can I expand a little on what the first? No, but think about what I just said. That that's interesting economically. They were trying to contain communism, when in fact we are more closer to socialism today than they are in many ways, and their economy is booming while while ours is faltering. How did that happen, Bruce?
6: We're moving towards communism, and they're moving away from communism. They're following the Chinese, who are following the Russians, or the Russians and the Chinese together. They can make more money by being capitalistic, although they keep a communist... Well, how
2: come Obama doesn't know that? How come Obama hasn't dropped his 1960s attitudes?
6: Because he, wants, he He's a communist. He, just like you say, he's taking from the rich and giving to the poor. So hes
2: Well, no, 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 he is not. No, no, no. The rich like General Electric, Google, and Microsoft pay no taxes. Those are the real rich. No, he's not. He's taking from the middle class and giving to the very rich who pay no taxes. Redding, California. Keith, welcome to the program. What's on your mind?
1: Smart brother, uh, Mr. Savage.
2: Well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it.
1: For your your efforts here on uh, recognizing the the guys that that, uh, did their job. God bless you. Well,
2: where, where where are you today politically, though, Keith? Now I I say that in, in a loaded manner because I don't know whether you're a conservative or a liberal. I have no idea.
1: I'm a, no. I'm a I'm a citizen lobbyist. I do the best I can. I call these guys. I write letters. I, I can't even fish anymore. I'm so upset about what's going on. I can't I can't compartmentalize this stuff.
2: I can't No, I can't either. It is good. spilled. it's spilled God, over. over right. Where? Listen, Keith. It's gotten so bad in my life that I've turned into a hermit. I can't be around people because I can't stand people who are so ignorant of what's going on around them. Well, and I want to shake I want to shake them and start yelling at them. But I say to myself, Michael, you I have say. a radio show. You have a radio show to do it. Just stay with your dog and keep it to yourself till you're on the air. Because I see a nation of zombies walking around.
1: Well, that's exactly what we've got, Mike. They're zombies. They got their head up there. You know what? And they don't seem to care. And you know what? Now,
2: Keith, when you were in Vietnam, you were a helicopter pilot, which has to be one of the riskiest of all of yeah. the assignments at that time. Do you think it's possible that a that a man who was shot down could have survived forty four years uh, in this manner as as, as pr- proposed here in this uh, documentary?
1: I think so. I think so. They, you know, they they they've got a way of uh, you know over time. I think you could just. Uh, you know, you, you got to go with it. I mean, you know you're not going to get out. You're going to have to make some changes. You got If you want to survive, then I think the guy had the basic instincts. If he was special forces, I love those guys. I work with them a lot. They're the best guys in the world to work with in combat. We used to fly them a lot.
2: Well, they say he was broken physically and mentally from the years that they tortured him in a bamboo cage. Well, and then he well, took absolutely. on his wife. And,
1: and that's what they're doing to us right now. They're torturing us every day with chaos. We can't focus on what's going on. There's so much of it. We got uh, we got all the guys that were spitting on us and uh, and uh, burning flags and running running over to uh, Canada, are now running the country, and the guys that didn't go to Vietnam are in college and got all their deferments, and now they're now in Congress, and uh, they all don't. All right. Have a- well,
2: uh, that's why my allegation is that the Vietnam War is affecting our nation to this day holds true for you, Keith. Stay in line. We'll send you a copy of a Time for War. Next caller in Washington D.C. Let's pray that. Some of the wonderful leaders of America are listening to this program tonight in the midst of sneering at us and snickering at these calls. Maybe they'll listen carefully to what you're about to say. Harold on WMAL, go ahead, please.
0: Dr. Savage, it's an honor. I'm 73 years old. I'm a Vietnamese veteran. I was a platoon commander in the Marine Corps at Chulai, Vietnam. I could not agree with you more. I think we need to step back even further than today. I think the whole business of today's political scene started with the Vietnamese war. I think it started with Johnson and McNamara. Johnson was making huge strides socially, and I won't go into it. I think people know. Well,
2: you mean mean when he created the so-called Great Society, the welfare state.
0: You got it. You got it.
2: Yep, yep.
0: He wanted to keep the focus on that and the focus off of the war and to accommodate him. McNamara decided on this this policy of gradual escalation, which was a huge failure. If he had taken and put, and put MacArthur in there, he would have gone straight for Inchon. That would have been it, just like he did in Korea. But what do we have? We had this gradual escalation, which was a grand failure, and that has trickled down to today.
2: And it just irritates me. We didn't have to lose Vietnam. I don't think... But without reliving the entire war, I think the audience listening, which includes many young people who don't know the full history, they think that America lost the war. What they don't know is that the so-called Tet Offensive was actually a failure on the part of the North Vietnamese. The Americans beat them back, and it was Walter Cronkite himself who presented the false notion that the Tet Offensive was a success by the communists, and as a result of Walter Cronkite and his descendants in the media today, we have Barack Obama doing to America what Ho Chi Minh himself wouldn't have dared to do.
0: Absolutely, sir. You're absolutely correct. There, you know, there are so many young people that they haven't even heard of the Vietnam War, much less know what it was
2: about. Right. And, and Harold, I'm taking a risk in radio today because they say, ah, it's just old white guys talking. Well, you know what? God bless the old white guys. God bless the old white guys who listen to this show. God bless the old white guys who built this country. God bless the old white guys who bled for this country. And God bless the old white guys who are armed to the teeth and are not willing to roll over for this pack of radical communists. I'll tell you what. I had an infantry platoon, and I saw
0: people get shot, and I saw blood. And it's crap if they don't understand, because it was real.
2: All right, Harold, I don't mean to open up old wounds, but I tell you, I can't talk to people anymore. I see zombies walking around. I see old men bending over with jars of Roundup, and I don't know what to say to them. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.